Hello again, my friends, and welcome to Keeping Up with the King, our daily run through the book of Matthew as we work our way through. And we are starting up chapter two of the book of Matthew. And again, as we've talked about a number of times already, Matthew is talking about Jesus being the king of the Jews. Matthew, a Jew, speaking to the Jews about a Jewish king. And we read in chapter one the genealogy of Christ pointing to his legal claim to the throne. And now we are moving on from there to um, the story of what might be called the Magi. Um, really, we're going to see three, three or four basic characters or groups, I guess I should say, as we read through this next little section when we talk about them as we go. And uh, we'll get through as much as we possibly can in our uh, 10 minutes together today. So, hey, let's start with verse one. It says, now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem. All right, so most of us are very familiar with the story. Uh, Jesus was born in Bethlehem. It says Bethlehem of Judea. There was uh, another Bethlehem in the northern part of Israel. But this is Bethlehem of Judea. It's uh, referred to in the Old Testament a number of times. And we'll probably talk about that later on uh, when we get a little further down. Uh, it says he was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. So Herod the king, uh, the one known as Herod the Great, uh, Herod was an Edomite, not an actually actually a Jew, but he was the uh, the king and the ruler of the area. He uh, was quite a um, quite an interesting character. He uh, he was a builder. He uh, was known for his construction projects and in his rebuilding of the temple, um, and he was also known for being well, a psycho, you know, killing his, uh, his own children, his wife, um, stuff like that. So, um, not, not a good guy, uh, which I think we know anyway, if you're familiar with the, the story. So it says that in the days of Herod, the King, behold, wise men from the East came to Jerusalem. And, and so this is one of those, those things you have these, you have these, these men coming from the East to Jerusalem. And this leads us to one of those things that I think is, is kind of interesting because they come and they say in verse two, where is he who has been born King of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the East and have come to worship him. So they show up and they go to Herod and they say, Hey, where's the, where's the one who's been born the King of the Jews? For we've seen the star in the east and have come to worship him. Now, let's let's make sure we get something clear here. Um, the men came from the east. The star was not in the east. Some Christmas songs sometimes get that wrong. But the star was in the west, right? But they've it says we have seen his star in the east. They're talking about their location, not the star's location, right? Because if you're in the east and you're looking to the west, you see the star that you're following. So just kind of clear that up. Uh, but here here's some interesting things. They come and they say, where is he who has been born the king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east. So it leads you to some big questions. And one of the big questions is, why are these guys from the east looking for the king of the Jews? Because they saw a star. Well, 
the answer is not really given us in the scripture. It doesn't say they were these people from this area and they read this scripture or they had this tradition. We're not told. We're not told. And so that leads us, leaves us um, with a little something called speculation. Yes, a little something called speculation. And speculating when we read the Bible is always one of those things we have to be very, very careful about. Because far too often, great conclusions are drawn on speculatory things. Far too often, people come up with these um, theological, and they would put them in like the air quotes, theological truths based on speculation. And we have to be so careful that we don't build, um, we don't build these, um, these theological ideas on something that does not have support. Um, you know, we need to be able to support those things. If we're going to say, Hey, this is, this is what is going on here. Here's how we know. Well, that's, that's something different. I mean, sometimes the speculation makes sense. I heard a, a sermon this weekend that was completely based in, in speculation. And it was very disappointing because uh, it was a sermon I saw online, not where I attend church regularly, uh, but it came from Revelation chapter 2, 17. And Jesus says, he's speaking to the, to, uh, uh, he's, he's speaking to the church in Pergamos. And he says, um, he was an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to this to the churches, to him who overcomes, I will give to him some hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone, and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. And so the pastor went on to talk about God giving you a name. God has a name for you, and the importance of names in the Bible. Now, are names important in the Bible? Well, absolutely. And he talked about God's names and all these different names that for God that speak of who God is, God's character, God's um, God's attributes, you know, God's God being eternal, God being omniscient, God being omnipresent, all these things that are just mentioned in the way that his name is given in different um, different Hebrew um, words for his name. So interesting stuff. Um, he also talked about how people's names mean things in the Bible, how you have things like Daniel, whose name means God is my judge, or Michael, the archangel, Michael, meaning he who is like God, you know, these, these names that, that carry a meaning. And he also said, sometimes, you know, people's names have to do with what they look like, like Esau, whose name means red. And, and then he, he went to this verse and he said, you know, God has a name for you and you need to discover what that name is because it's about what God has designed you to do. And, the very character of who you are, um, you need to you need to to find out what this name is, and so you need to take our spiritual gifts quiz so that you can identify what your spiritual gifts are, so that you can know what this name is. And the whole time I was I was like, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, you're building this entire thing on, and I will give him a white stone, and on that stone a new name is written, which no one knows except him who receives it. I mean. I don't think that's at all what what the what this is talking about. I mean, there's a huge amount of speculation and a huge springboard into something completely um, completely different. Um, and so, you know, those are those things we have to be careful about. So we talk about them long way around. We talk about the Magi. You know, they're not 
they're not kings, right? That's the, the word seems to mean like wise men. Um, and so they're coming from the East. And so when we talk about speculating about who these guys are, there are some ideas about, you know, the, the wise, why are these guys here? What's going on? Well, speculation is there can be speculation simply as, as simple as these are foreign dignitaries who are coming to honor the the king the man who's born king the, the child who's born king of Israel uh, and I think that that's important what we've been talking about that these are the testimonies that uh, the witnesses to Jesus being the king of the Jews and one of those things being foreign dignitaries foreign dignitaries coming and offering gifts recognizing him as king right this is one of the jobs of our modern president is that the modern president recognizes nations and so I think that's the bottom line on it is that they are there to be another witness, another testimony of the fact that this is the one who's born king of the Jews. Second, secondly, the speculate the, the the greater speculation is who are they? And and really there's two ideas. And again, this is speculation, so you don't want to build any theology on it. It's just kind of um, maybe give some explanation to perhaps what's going on. We know that the people of of uh, of Israel were carried off by the Assyrians and then the southern nation of Judah carried off by uh, by the Babylonians and how they spent those 70 plus years in Babylon. And when they returned, when you read about that in the book of Ezra and Nehemiah, when they returned to Israel, the majority of the Jews don't return. The majority of them stay in Babylon. So it would make sense that there are those Jews who are in the east in Babylon, uh, in that region still, who are still faithfully following God. That's that's one idea. Um, another idea is that this is an offshoot of Daniel being put in charge of the the uh, the Chaldean um, uh, what do they call them? The uh, the satraps or the uh, the uh, the magicians, you know, those those wise men in Babylon. And so there is that speculation that what's going on here is this is these are those people who held on to the writings and teachings of Daniel in Babylon and that this is this is something they were looking forward to because of prophetic writings of Daniel. Now of course all that speculation there's no we have no proof in the scripture that any of that is what happened. But that's uh, that's speculation. And of course there's also tradition. There's tradition that says that there were three of them and these are their names. But again there's not actually any evidence for that. So we have to be careful that we build our theology based on the clear teaching of God's word and not the speculative teaching um, of some pastor or teacher who is taking a scripture as a jumping off point to support something else they like or that they think. So one of those things to be careful of. Next time we'll talk more. God bless you. Talk to you soon.